Hi folks, a shout out this week to Sharon Pask, who did a review of the Take On Board podcast. Thanks, Sharon. She says, gender pay gap episode, very informative session with Emma Ray. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sharon, for taking the time to do a review. We love to get reviews here. And thanks to Emma for doing that episode. Second announcement for this week. This week we're hearing from Kari Hatch. And listen right through to the end of the episode where she shares resources because not only does she share some resources in the episode itself, but sent me a voice memo afterwards with some additional ones. So there's some gold in there. Radio on with the show. Welcome to the Take On Board podcast. Being on a board can be an incredibly valuable, interesting and exciting experience. Yet it can also be lonely, challenging and, let's face it, pretty hard. So here at Take On Board, I'll bring you weekly tips, tricks and advice to help you navigate your way onto a board, onto your next board and to build your governance wisdom. Now, on with the show. I'd like to start in the spirit of reconciliation and on behalf of the Take On Board community, I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. For me, that's the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and I acknowledge their continuing connection to land, sea and community. I pay my respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening to this podcast today. Hello and welcome to 2023 Take On Board. Yes, I know you've been enjoying the summer series, or at least I hope you have. I confess I've been enjoying it and re-listening to some of those episodes that I hadn't listened to in a while and learned some new things or was reminded of some things. So I hope you enjoyed it too. But today's episode is the first new episode of the year. We're going to cover off on three things today. Firstly, I'll give you an update on my RSVP and how I'm travelling with that. Secondly, I'll share some of the word of the year from the Take On Board community. And thirdly, I'm going to share with you some of the incredible tips that have been shared by the Take On Board community in the Take On Board Facebook group because they're just all too good not to share. First up, my RSVP and an update on that. I know many of you listened to and downloaded the reflection tool, the RSVP reflection tool, so I hope you're all travelling well in your purpose for 2023. For me, in 2023, my word for the year is ease. Not to be confused with easy, I still want to be challenged, but with more ease. So my goals are, one, to travel, as I mentioned, heading to Europe for most of June this year. Secondly, to consolidate some of my work practices, making it easier so I feel ease. And thirdly, to prioritise my physical health. To do this, I will likely need to outsource my motivation by getting a personal trainer or something like that to ensure that I am building my strength and flexibility. So first up, an accountability post to you all. I'm pleased to report that the trip to Europe is starting to take shape. My friend, who is turning 50, has booked a castle, a castle, in Spain in June and we're now finalising other bits of the trip. And I've organised a cat sitter for our lovely senior cat, Mungo. So that purpose, that goal is moving along nicely. Secondly, consolidating some of my work practices. 
Not so much on that in January, mostly because the wonderful Lisa Davis has been on leave. So for me, consolidating meant just keeping the take on board ship afloat during that time. Although I did have a few, inverted commas, January jobs that I simply deleted or others that I moved to January 2024. That is, I essentially took a few things off the list of things to do. Know that moving things off your list of things to do can be really hard. I found it difficult to move things off or to move them ahead, but I did it all mindfully, or at least I think I did it mindfully, and not without some deep thought. I do my best to be a no-regrets person, so January 2024, some of those things will just pop back up on my list of things to do, and I can decide then whether they happen. Now, my third goal, strength and flexibility. I recognised, I think, that I need to outsource my motivation in terms of health and fitness. So here's what I've done so far. First up, I'm in a small accountability group doing the 30 days of yoga with Yoga with Adrienne. The group messages each other every day with the session that we've done or the replacement activity that we've done instead or saying we haven't done it and that's fine too. So far, I've done it every morning and I am feeling pretty pleased with myself and feeling a bit more flexible already, which is great. Secondly, I've put a call into the local gym and a personal trainer that I used to work with there. She's on leave until the end of January, so she's going to give me a hoy then and we'll get that sorted. Thirdly, I've booked some strength sessions with a myotherapist that I also saw last year. She was the one that helped me prepare for doing Lara Pinta. And what I love about how they work is that they combine their kind of on-the-table work with strengths work. So I've booked in for some one-on-one strength sessions and I might even go back and join their group sessions as well. So, so far, so good. I've done some of the things I wanted to do, taken some of the things I want to do off the list, not because they're not important, because now is not the right time. Ease. That's my mantra for 2023. So while we're talking mantras or big words or word of the year or however you want to frame it, I asked the Take On Board Facebook group what their one word was for the year. So this is what the Take On Board community say will be their guiding word of the year. Bonnie's word of the year is generosity. Zora's word of the year is focus. Emma will be all about balance. Marguerite is actually all about ease. So that's exciting. We've got a few people working on ease this year. Rivka is working on pace and she notes that that's with lots of connotations. Moana's word for the year is transformational. Oh, Deb's word for the year is also ease. So there's a few people working on ease. Libby says her word for 2023 is breath. Alice's word is flow. Caroline's is well-being, Catherine's is appreciate, and Michelle's is rhythm. How awesome are those words? Feel free to borrow from them. Feel free to set your own word. Feel free to not set your own word. If you're all about ease for the year and you want to move some things off your list of things to do, that's totally fine as well. So with my update about the RSVP, having heard some of the big words of the year from the rest of the Take On Board community, let's get into the third part of the show today, and that is highlighting some of the fabulous wisdom of the Take On Board community. As you may know, because you're part of it, they are an active, engaged, helpful and supportive group. And the Facebook group in particular, even though I confess I hate Facebook, is amazing. 
people pose all sorts of interesting questions in there and then people answer them. So if you want to join, search Take On Board in Facebook and just come on over and join us. So today I want to highlight some of those tips that we share and particularly on Tuesday. We have a Tips Tuesday post that goes out every week. So you can share tips or you can ask for tips, whatever you like. First up, some tips around diversity. We are asked for some tips around encouraging diversity and inclusion and belonging in the boardroom. And here's what we got. Dominique shared that increased neurodiversity on the board means you might need to change how you meet. You need more time to listen to each other and to come up with consensus. Awesome point, Dominique. And I know that Dominique is in the chair of her board, which is an even more important role for ensuring that you have the space to really listen to each other and have those deep conversations. Catherine shared that in terms of encouraging diversity and belonging, to listen to alternative opinions, to seek out diversity of perspectives and be prepared to change your mind. From having the necessary exploring conversations comes clarity and more robust solutions from her experience. Totally right. Also, we've shared some tips around technology. I actually shared one here. So my tip is if you're on multiple boards and use Diligent as your board app, you can join them together. So you only need one login. I don't know about others, but I was constantly getting locked out as different passwords applied for the different boards. So knowing I could join them together has been an absolute game changer. One login and access to all three boards. Magic. Highly recommended if you're doing that in Diligent with multiple boards or probably other board apps with multiple boards. Michelle's technology tip, get really good board portal software and teach everyone how to use it to gain maximum value. And I added to that, teaching everyone is both for the users of the portal and for the person managing the portal. Just like a real filing cabinet, it needs to be kept up to date and easy to navigate. I was searching for something just the other day in one of my boards for our skills matrix and I found it there, but it was from five years ago. We've got a more up-to-date one, but it hadn't been updated. So making sure things are kept up to date there because it's your library is really key. Just on board portals, I will also link in the show notes to an episode done with Jodie Wilmer years ago now, but there's some gold in there about how to choose board portals if that's what you're working on. Now, still on technology tips, Rivka shared that if a meeting is held online, keep your camera on but turn off self-view. It helps enormously with the capacity to listen and focus on the conversation and in any meetings really where deep listening is necessary. And again, I just added to that that the science shows that looking at yourself is quite tiring and distracting. And I also added that don't always feel you have to stare at the screen. In real life, when we're thinking, we often look away. For me, I look out the window, which is just next to my desk. Do that when you're on screen as well. People can tell you're thinking, so it's just like in real life. Alrighty, some other tips here. So we had one tip around due diligence. Venetia shared, go to more than one meeting before joining. Usually, you're asked to go to one, but it can take more time than that to really see the dynamics. Also, speak to previous board members to uncover any issues. They are usually more than ready to open up, having left that board. Awesome tip, Venetia. Thanks for sharing. And this one from Julie Kuhn about 
asking questions in the boardroom <laughs> prompted a real stream of tips and conversation. So Julie posted about questions in the boardroom, pre-read the material, and if you know you have a few questions, especially if you know the answers may be complex, let the person you are going to ask know in advance. Being able to prepare for questions helps for quick resolution and can enable a move towards action more quickly. Asking in advance also shows a commitment to working collaboratively with your board colleagues. And then I added, I shared that one board that I know of has a shared Google Doc that can post questions prior to the board. Not sure if that would work for all boards, but it's an interesting idea. Sally then chimed in on the questions and said, ask board members to submit questions ahead of the meeting. And again, I chimed in saying, well, I agree it's a great idea. Although on a practical level, sometimes I struggle to get everything read and processed in time for myself to do that. Jocelyn shared her biggest tip on question asking is to try to only ask questions that you've thought of as you've prepared for the meeting. Spur of the moment questions can sometimes be a repeat of someone else's question or risk becoming a pile on, which can be unhelpful, especially if time is limited. I thought that was so interesting and it prompted me to try and be more aware of that because I know that I do often ask questions in the moment rather than prepared ones. And I think I'll probably keep doing that as the, sometimes the discussion prompts or expands my thinking, but it's a great reminder to make sure it's only those questions that advance the discussion rather than a pylon kind of way. And a couple of other tips. Karen shared that there are lots of great resources on the community director's website, and I wholeheartedly agree. Many of them are free of charge and in very simple language. So I'll make sure we put a link to that in the show notes as well communitydirectors.com.au. Sarah shared, I love this one, Sarah, delegation is an art worth learning. <laughs> I could not agree more, not only for getting more done, but also for the engagement of the board. There's two more. So there was a discussion about insurance. So I was asked by a Take On Board community member to post this so that people didn't know who was posting it. And she asked about directors and officers insurance. So I asked, do you have your own or do you rely on the organisation's insurance? Have you checked the certificate of currency and or the policy? Because I really wanted to hear from the take on board community how they did stuff. What I had responded to her about that was that most organisations should already have directors and officers insurance. And if they don't, it's a concern as their own officers should also be insured. If they do have it, ask to see their certificate of currency and the policy so you can check what's covered. I then added that I don't have my own insurance on top of the organisation's insurance, but that's partly because I am currently only on government boards and there's a slightly lower risk profile essentially for government boards, so I haven't felt the need to do it which was backed up by Jane, who said, yes, government boards do generally have a lower level of liability. However, it's always good practice for board members to review the DNO insurance policy on a regular basis. Monica also chimed in that she's always had her DNO cover through an organisation, but she checks the policy when joining a board and at renewal time. And Jody says that she recommends that insurance brokers and finance audit and risk committee members do an annual review of coverage. 
an annual review of risk and update the board on any emerging issues and trends. If you're in an organisation covered by VMIA, which is the Victorian Managed Insurance Agency, do their courses. They have resources online and they have some courses. Ensure coverage for new service offerings like online courses, travel, cybersecurity, business interruption, and like getting new orders periodically. Try going to market and get a few new quotes and intel. Lots of boards assume their organisations are covered for volunteers and may not be aware of exclusions or conditions. She was quick to add that this was not insurance advice, but just my experience and opinion. And Jody, always an incredibly valuable opinion. So thanks for chiming in. The next one that had quite a bit of conversation was about expenses. Again, I had a, a member of the Take On Board community ask me about expenses for a paid board role. She said the agreement doesn't outline expenses. So she was asking whether it's usual that expenses be paid. I responded with, that's a really interesting question. The real answer is not sure, but let me float some theories anyway. Firstly, I said if it's well paid, maybe the pay incorporates expenses. However, if expenses are likely to be quite high, like flying to meetings regularly, then it seems pretty untenable that the organisation wouldn't pay for that, particularly as presumably, different directors would be coming from different places and therefore would have different levels of expenses. So I encouraged her to definitely ask about it and it might be that they expect to pay them but haven't outlined it in the agreement or it might be covered by policy. Lisa added, yes, there should be an expenses and travel arrangements policy. Sarah added, yes, there should be a policy and should be agreed prior so any expenses incurred fit within the policy. Jane added that she thinks it depends on the situation. If regular travel to board meetings is expected, then it's reasonable provided it complies with the policy. And if board members need to travel to the AGM, for example, and the organisation doesn't cover it, provided it's within the policy, that should be reasonable. It could also be worth asking the chair or a long-serving board member what's been previously agreed or considered appropriate. Sam added they definitely should have a policy. At the very least, all travel expenses should be paid. So there you go, folks. They are some of the incredible tips and conversations that have been shared in the Take On Board community just over the last couple of months. If you want to be part of those conversations, if you want to add to the conversation, if you want to read the conversation, join us over in the Facebook group. Just search Take On Board in Facebook and you will find us there to share your own tips or other queries or resources. And remember, if you want to ask a question of the group, you can also do it anonymously. Although, just be aware that me, because I'm the administrator of the group, I'll know who you are. But the group won't know who you are because, you know, sometimes people don't want to share the organisation they're part of. Or alternatively, like the person did here, you can just message me and I'll post a question for you and other people will chime in and give their wisdom. So whew, that is it. That is our welcome to 2023 episode, crowdsourcing all the incredible wisdom of the Take On Board community. Thanks to all of those that are over in the Facebook group sharing this and we will see you next week for our first of the interviews for the year. Again, thanks for being fabulous and we'll see you around the community sometime soon. 
So that's a wrap for the Take On Board podcast today. Thank you so much for being here and being part of the Take On Board community. I do this podcast because I love bringing good women together. So I invite you to join us over in the Take On Board Facebook group, an active group that helps, supports and cheer squads each other. Just search Take On Board in Facebook to find us. I'd really love it if you could also do some of the other podcast things. Share with someone you know who might get some value from our discussions. Subscribe if you haven't already. And, well, I also really love it when people rate and review. Thanks again for being part of the Take On Board community. Now go and put these tips, tricks and advice into action so you can be your best in the boardroom. Hello, Take On Board community. This is Buffy, Helia's producer. I wanted to pop in at the end of this first episode of 2023 and share a little bit of Helia realness with you. I think it's going to help you appreciate her all the more. Have a wonderful year and thanks so much for listening. There we are on. All right. Good to go. I'm still getting my head around how this works. So if what I've done today buggers it up, let me know how I should do it. Oh, I should have checked this prior. Sorry. Sorry, Buffy. Start that sentence again. She and Michelle... (laughs) Take three. Try that again. So you can be in the time... Uh, I can't speak late in the day on a Friday. Try that again. Not sure if you heard a little cat meowing in the background there. If you did, I think we just leave him in.